Hello, this is Janet Galling, welcoming you to Love Letters Live. Today's guest is a woman who's been a friend of mine actually since high school, and we don't necessarily have to say how long that's been, but it has been many, many decades, and we are blessedly still connected in friendship. And I asked Sunny Malik to come do a Love Letters with me because she's gone through something difficult. And we were talking about it, and I asked her if she would like to share the details, and she said yes. So, Sunny, why don't you say what it is you're going to talk about and why you wanted to? Hi, I want to talk about breast cancer and cancer, um, both of which I have been going through. So, so this started a long time ago with your first, first breast cancer. Mm -hmm. 26 years ago, mm -hmm. I was diagnosed with my left breast, breast cancer. Um, at that time, I went through surgery where they did a lumpectomy. Then I went through chemo and radiation at the same time because my wonderful oncologist, Helen Collins, said that it would be best if I did that, and she wanted me to get it all over with once. And, so, and you had reason to believe you would. And I did. But you had you'd said to me earlier, which I think is so worth your saying, that it's not a death sentence. No. Talk about that. It's not a death sentence. Breast cancer is definitely not a death sentence. Um, I would go into the chemo room and they would do the chemo and I would sit there and eat Cheerios or <laughs> Captain Crunch so I wouldn't get nauseated. I went through that. I went through the, the radiation. I did everything that they wanted me to. I'd get up at 5.30, go in to the radiation at 7.30, and then after the radiation, I'd get in my car and drive all over the Bay Area training medical and dental offices on that's software. What, that, that's what you did for your work? Yes. Okay. And everything was fine for 18 years. So I yeah. kept going around and just raising my fist and say, yay, I'm a survivor. Yay. Woohoo. And then in 2011, whoa, I got breast cancer in my right breast. How did you know that? Both. I, I mean, I think that's a good thing for people to know what to look for. Yes. I have to say that there was no way... For either of these cancers, and as it turns out, all three of them, could not be felt by any of the hand oh. checking of your breast. Nope. Mammogram. And I very highly recommend okay. that everybody goes and gets a mammogram. Okay. So my first one was caught by a mammogram, and then 18 years later, my second was caught by a mammogram. That one, too, we did a lumpectomy, even though I said, why don't we just get rid of them both so this doesn't happen again? And I was told, no, 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 it's going to be fine. Well, it was fine. I went through everything. I didn't have to take chemo, but I did do the radiation. And this time we did what was known at that time as the Canadian plan. What's that? Which is half the time. Oh. So instead of 16 weeks of radiation, I only had to do eight. Okay. And I worked every day. Well, after I think four weeks of starting it, mm -hmm. then I went back to work and was on the road once again. So that was in 2011. Um, then in 2017, I was diagnosed with breast cancer once again in my left breast. And I said, well, I was told that can't happen. Mm -hmm. Well, you were, they lied, didn't they? <laughs> 
yes, it can happen, and I just want you to so, all know that. So the that. supposition at one point was that if you had had breast cancer in one breast and had it taken care of, it could not come back. Correct. Oh. However, yeah. they don't, well, now they know that it can, mm -hmm. and it was a different type oh. for both of these. Each of the cells were totally different types of cancer, okay. and if you ask me what kind, I just kind of okay. washed it out of my head. Okay. So this time I just did the radiation. Oh, no, I'm back on the third one. So I was told after I was diagnosed with my third case of breast cancer that they could no longer do radiation. And so heads up, ladies and men, if you've had radiation on a breast, you can't have it again. Oh, I heard that from you, I guess. I knew that sounded familiar. Right. So that, That's why you could have it on the other breast, because you had that. Correct. Oh. But now that I've had it I on see. this okay. breast, they definitely said, we're going to do a double mastectomy. Okay. So in 2017, 2018, I guess just the beginning of it, um, I went through my third bout mm. of breast cancer. We did a complete double mastectomy. I did do a reconstruction, not crazy about it because, again, there's so much they can do because the skin has been radiated, so mm -hmm. there's not that much. But are you glad you did it? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I could have done without it. Okay. But I'm glad I did it. Okay. So that was uh, the end of 2018, uh, 2018. Um and again, I was going, yay, I'm finally rid of breast cancer. Yay, I'm finally rid of cancer. Not so soon, young lady. Just a few weeks ago, well, I had been suffering from shortness of breath, low energy, uh, just feeling fatigued all the time. And I was down in Southern California. First they thought, well, it's this and that. And then they said, hey, you are dangerously anemic. So they did some testing. They Wait, test so you went in to be checked because you were short of breath and tired. Right. And blood tests showed anemic. Okay. It was very anemic. I mean, I'm asking you this because I know that you want people to know what to look for. Right. And what to respond to when they're not feeling well. Okay. And if you are feeling very tired, a lot of fatigue, um, and you go get some blood tests and I say, hey, you're anemic, watch out for that. Why? Well, number one, this is kind of a little hidden disease that I have. You're saying beyond the anemia or the was causing the anemia. Right. What was causing the anemia. So uh, long story short, after they had done a colonoscopy and endoscopy, uh, I had to swallow a pill that had a camera in it to see if my midsection had any bleeding. No bleeding anywhere. So... Um, when I was in there, one of the doctors in the hospital said, hey, there's something a little strange with your blood. I said, what? Do I have leukemia? No, it's just, it, there's all these new blood cells, but we don't have any old blood cells. Hmm. Okay. So I said I was going to be home the next week, fly back up to, or drive back up to Northern California. And I wanted to see my oncologist who was also a hematologist. After two weeks of two more blood transfusions, I had already had one in Southern California, he said, let's do a bone marrow biopsy. Sure. So we did. A week later, I went to see him and he said, we haven't found anything with this 
biopsy at this pathologist. I want to send it out to someone else. And he did. And I am so glad he just kept going and going and going to find out what was going on with me. And he did. Okay. And I sat in his office quietly thinking he was going to say, you know, you're a hypochondriac. There's nothing wrong with you. But no, he looked at me and he said, you have myelodes plastic syndrome. I can't even read it, let alone say it. <laughs> So it's called myelodes plastic syndrome. What it is, is that my bone marrow is not producing healthy blood cells. So, so what, is, what does this mean now for your daily life as you look ahead? Well, my daily life is pretty much the same. You know, I do get very tired as long as I have um, a, a blood transfusion like every two and a half to three weeks. It really helps. However, he has now put me on another medication to, well, it is to get me off of all the transfusions. And this particular uh, medication, it's called Aranesp, uh, is supposed to take the place of blood transfusion and help build up my blood cells. So you, so you are ongoing living yep. with a couple of serious conditions. Oh, yeah. But, then, but the operative word here is you are living with them. I am living. I am not dying. I mean, it is I, not I, a I death li sentence. I listen to you. I just spent the day with you, and you seem as strong as can be, and your voice is, you know, to look at you. I know. it's it's. I, I do put blush on my cheeks. I know so. you did that very well. <laughs> but even so, I think it's important for people to know that there's a difference between living with a disease and dying of a disease. And I have a feeling that people sometimes perceive themselves too quickly and that is very true as dying and that is very true and right now i'm on b12 injections and the aranesp injections mm -hmm. and when needed the blood transfusion but one thing that has always pulled me through what and specifically in the last couple of years is that i belong to a cancer support group and i okay. cannot recommend enough to people who are going through cancer. What does it do for you? You sit and you talk about what you're going through mm -hmm. and then patient B talks about what they're going through and then you go, oh, well, how do you overcome this? And they'll tell you what they've done too. So you actually learn things that you Absolutely. Can, you actually that, learn tools. Absolutely learn tools from other people, but more importantly, you learn how much love there is out there. Oh gosh, I'm gonna cry, okay. So not being isolated is critical. No. Because you don't have a large family here. No, my family is in Southern California. Right. I have a cousin, two cousins up right. here, and they've been very, you know, there for me. But when I go to my groups, mm -hmm. it's a joy. And it's really a joy when you, when I, meet someone in the group okay. like there's this gentleman because it's a co-ed group yes and there's this gentleman that's, oh to point excuse me i'm sorry to point i think many people don't know that men also get breast cancer oh men do get uh -huh. breast cancer but this particular group has people in it that are not just suffering from breast cancer they're suffering from liver or kidney oh or, yes many others and so i've learned about their medications and they've learned about my medications but what I want to really come to the forefront of this discussion is that all these people are 
living. Yes. Okay. And they are living somewhat of a good life, I would say. Like the gentleman I just mentioned, he's in Italy right now. Went on a, went on a trip with his wife to Italy. He runs a pizza parlor mm-hmm. where I live. Everybody is either working or on their way somewhere to a trip. They take care of themselves. We're all listening to our providers. If we find something that maybe our providers doesn't even know about, and you could go, oh, well, I looked on the internet and oh, I found this okay. out. Yeah. So, so I have a question. Earlier when we were talking about this, you were talking about one of the, I can't remember, you can remind me and everybody else here who's listening, where you can go for... Um, you, you can see a psychiatrist and you can get... But what, what is this? this is well, pretty... a lot of cities have something called integrated health. Ah, that's what it is. Okay. And usually for people like myself, or if you're, you know, when you don't have a high income, which I don't at this point, because mm-hmm. I'm not working, um, they will give you at least six, maybe 12 treatments of psychotherapy, um, body work, uh-huh. uh, nutrition, you can see a doctor and all of it is gratis. Oh, and that's in addition to your actual... Yeah, medicine. that's in addition to my other support so, group so that the, I go so to. So this wouldn't be a group that would give you diagnoses or recommend surgeries or... This is kind of a little tangential. Correct. Okay. But I see my oncologist slash chematologist. For yeah, everything. I see. Okay. I mean, I sat So you there. want people to know about this? Absolutely. Can There's so much info. One, and once you get into one of these cancer support groups, all these other wonderful options are brought up to you. And it might be in a different building or a different medical group, but most of it is available to you no matter what group you're with. I, I want to say something to you. Okay. And just to point something out because it's making me smile. Okay. You, you talk about shortness of breath and mm-hmm. I, I'm watching you talk and you have done this whole thing in almost one breath. Yeah. So I just want to say the, the benefits of being able to talk about something that's in your heart are huge. I'm also sitting down. If no, I were I, to be walking. I understand that, but your energy and your, you know, yes. your face has changed. And yes. I, oh, my goodness. You've gotten prettier as we started talking. Oh, thank you. Isn't that cute? Thank okay. you. <laughs> yes. I, 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 want, I want to just bring across right. that cancer, be it breast, be it an organ-type cancer, be it this wonderful new blood cancer that I have, is not a death sentence. And by the way, the blood cancer that you have was very hard to track. It's yes. not that was not a usual no, that was kind not. of a rare thing. Right. So you want to encourage people to stick with the search, I guess. Yes. Okay. And I was very blessed to have this wonderful doctor who just would not give up until he found out what was wrong with me. I have a question. Yes. Because I am about love letters and talk about curative things to do. If you because I can see a whole bunch of them. Are you a letter writer? Sort of, sometimes. In my head. Ah, ah. Okay, so that's important because I think that's, well, first of all, that's where it starts. But I think a lot of us are, and then we forget to sit down to the paper and do it. Yep. Although when we were girls, that's what we did. That's what we did. We didn't have computers. We didn't have an internet. We didn't even have phones, some of us. And then, oh, that's right. Some of us had party lines. Yeah, you, we had two party lines. But also, lines. it doesn't matter because phone calls were so expensive. Right. And a three-cent stamp, which, of course, you can't find anymore. But still, 
And the advantage of those letters is that people keep them forever. Do you have letters that you've kept forever? My daughter found all of the letters that I wrote to my father and the letters that he wrote back to me. Oh, my goodness. Okay. So you're going to be bursting into tears in yeah. that because that's what they do. They did. Yeah. And, and, and you see it and his handwriting, it's like he's there, isn't it, from the handwriting? Yeah. So I do encourage everybody to write. Okay, and I'm going to encourage you to do it. Who would, when you get home tonight, mm -hmm. just to start, who'd get your first one? Well, I'm going to send a letter to a friend of mine that I haven't heard from in a long time. And I've tried calling her, and there's no answer. But you have I, an address. Oh, yeah, so I'm going to write a letter to her. What is it you want to tell her, if I may ask? And just say, hey, Marty, where have you been? Okay. You know, I called you, you don't answer, and you called me when I was in Southern California, and I want to get together with you, okay. but I can't reach you. Okay. And so do you want to say something in it about what the friendship means to you and how you miss it? Yeah, because we've been friends for 45 years. Oh, my goodness. Okay, so that's that's one wonderful one. And what about to any of your medical people? I oh Well, my doctor is, he's on finally on vacation in England, but I'm going to write a note to him, too. That would be wonderful. You know, people don't do that, I don't think, enough. Enough, yeah. And I, I talked to a friend of mine who's a nurse, and she said, you know, people write letters when they're angry and they want to complain about something. She said, most people don't sit and write a thank you. So, well, you know, not only do I write thank yous, but... All of which um, are love letters. When I worked at Costco. I was one of the demo people more recently in the past three years. Mm -hmm. And I love saying, oh, you look beautiful. Yes. And I love saying, oh, look at you. You've gotten so big. And I also love to say to all the veterans, thank you oh, for your service. Yes. So I want, to, I want to say something about that. Okay. Because that, that just so supports what I really love doing and feel so strongly about is when you have a positive thought about somebody. Tell them. Whose address you happen to know, mm -hmm. just jot it down and stick it in the mail. And part of the problem is, oh, you got to look for the stationery and you got to go find the stamp. <laughs> I keep a whole stack of already stamped envelopes next to my bed. Yeah, that's a great idea. So if I have that. Okay, so who else? What about any of the people in your support groups? Well, I see them pretty much every that, week. That doesn't matter. Oh, I guess I could write a note to them. It doesn't matter. I mean, if you feel like it, because, you know, first of all, their children are going to find these letters someday, just like you found your dad's. Mm -hmm. And it's going to be the gift that keeps on giving. And also, you know, there's something about being, even if you've seen somebody every day, there's something about getting that little jewel in the mail pile. That's true. That's oh, true. I hope you'll do some of these. Okay, yeah. and what do you think you have the right to expect in return for these love letters? I just feel... Gornish. No, I feel, I, I feel mm -hmm. exhilarated. Oh, yes, Just that. by doing it. That's right. That what is, I expect in return is really nothing. There I mean, you go. That's, that's, it's a gift. Yeah. And that you feel exhilarated by doing it is that's, that's so right. true. You know why? Because... At any time, but, you know, you've been going through something sporadically because you haven't many years of yeah. being fun. It's that whatever you write, you spend time bathing in the positive. 
This is true. And that's a cure you couldn't even put a price on. Yeah. So that's what you're saying. You feel exhilarated. Oh, yeah. You feel the love. When you're giving that love, you feel it. Right. And um, there's always the thought that people have said to me over the years, mm. what you give, you get back tenfold. Yes. And it is. Even if it's tenfold within myself, I yes. do get something yes. back. And me. by the way, a love letter to yourself would be nice also. Okay. If you ever <laughs> feel like doing it, I like to encourage those. And just... You know, a love letter is about the other guy's positive qualities. You've got yes. so many of them. And how nice to have that come. And if you do it and you and you address it to yourself and you stick it in the mailbox. Yeah, that's a good idea. And then you read it. You're going to find something I think is amazing that I have found and heard from other people is that the you who wrote it and the you who are reading it are two different people. Absolutely. Okay, so let me know. Absolutely. Let me know what happens when you do all these letters. And also, another thing that I I'm do, such a busybody. <laughs> the other thing that I do, I and I don't know if any of you do it. Maybe I'm crazy, and the people I do it to think well, I'm crazy. But if I see someone walking down the street and they're wearing something nice. Mm -hmm. I say, oh, what a beautiful dress. Yes, that's a wonderful thing to do. And Or I'm getting in and out of an elevator. Oh, my God, your hair looks so lovely. And when I do that, it's amazing. Nine times out of ten, they look you straight in the eye and they go, thank you. Yes, that's right. And you know why? Because everyone wants to feel attractive. Exactly. And the truth of the matter is everyone is in some way or another. Everyone wants to feel valuable, right? and the truth is, everyone is in some way or another, and those letters that you send are just... Same thing. Yes. Right. That people exactly. will feel valuable. Exactly. I, you know, you've got an exceptional power. We all do. We have the power to make somebody else feel wonderful. Yep. For a good long time or forever. Mm -hmm. Yes. Why not use the power? You By know, the way, it's it's kind of a nice thing to feel that powerful. It's also, if all of us would use that power, perhaps, oh. just perhaps. <laughs> the world would be a better place? Yes. Oh, gosh. All right. Well, that would be wonderful. And, you know, the truth is there is so much good in the world. Yes. That we might as well contribute to it. But also, yes, there's more good in the world, I have a feeling, than we're aware of from just watching your evening news. Uh -huh. Okay, that's a whole other subject. That's awesome. I don't <laughs> want to take away from this. Thank you, darling, for doing this with me. And Oh, um, I appreciate you. Yes. Thank you so much for having me. So until next time, and I hope all of you have learned something valuable, either for yourselves or to pass on to friends or family members that Sunny has said about going through this difficult journey of cancer and cancer that reappears. And how you can just keep right on living with a disease. Absolutely. Thank you, darling. Until next time, this is Janet Gallen saying talk to you later. Bye.